It's time for the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the triangle, teaching you about the ins and outs when it comes to buying or selling a home. You can find the team online by going to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E, realty.com, or by calling 919-578-3128. That's 919-578-3128. And now it's time for one of the top Realtors in the triangle, Angie Cole, and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. With all of your experience, Angie, here in the triangle, I'm looking forward to today's conversation and discussion because after years in this business, you've certainly developed some pet peeves about the real estate industry and the way it tends to operate. And so I was wondering if you might just uh, be interested in riffing a little today on some of the things that that might bother you about the industry and, and what you do as a business owner to try and, you know, not do these, commit these sins, if you will, and how you try to structure things a little bit differently. Sure. I think my probably number one pet peeve would be terrible property photos. Ah, you know, yes. it, in the grand scheme of thing, getting a professional photographer out there to a listing to take photos, it's not that expensive, but it goes such a long way because we need to remember when buyers are searching online for homes, you know, which, of course, the number one search engines, typically Zillow, Realtor.com, they are just swiping through the pictures. They're not reading all the verbiage, the information on the home. They're just looking at pictures. And if the pictures catch their eye, then they look for more info. We actually just recently uh, posted on social media this one photo that we found. Actually, two photos. But one of them was, it was a picture of almost like just of the Christmas tree. Didn't even look like it was showing off the living room in any way. It was someone taking the picture (laughs) with their iPhone, clearly, or smartphone, and there's also a reef. So the quality of the picture is not great, but you can see the person standing in front of their back door, which was glass, and the reflection of the person. So this picture that's supposed to be displaying the home, showing the positives of the home, are really just showing a Christmas tree and a reflection of a guy in the the door. <laughs> like, what are we doing here, people? Does the Christmas um, tree come with the home? Maybe I know. I'm like, I would though. hope so, because that's all the picture was, was of their Christmas tree. So, you know, yeah, terrible property photos, you know, just don't do it. Like, make sure that you have a real estate agent that actually puts the time and the marketing dollars into hiring a professional to take their photos. I mean, I have a nice camera, but I'm still not going to my my listings and taking the pictures on my own. Because they're not professional. Like, it makes a huge, huge difference. And the better the pictures are, the quicker we'll get showings, the quicker we'll get an offer, and a higher price point we'll get. So, yeah, pet peeve number one is terrible property photos. Your point Um, is really that real estate is like dating in the 21st century now. <laughs> Which is sad. You just said that, but you're right. You swipe I mean, you left be or swipe right, the and then you, you decide if you want more information. <laughs> what date and sites have you been on there? Is, isn't that how... The, I don't know how it's done these you're days. Right. Is, isn't that yeah. how it's done? <laughs> what is that? Tinder? You, I think you, Tinder. You, yeah. You, you've, you've got a high schooler uh, shadowing you today as we host I know. the show. She just, ask, just ask let her. you know in the, in the background, she just nodded her head yes and giggled. <laughs> um, so yes, it's called Tinder. I've never had... I've, now I've done some dating websites way, way long time ago, but... Uh, Tinder came out after I was already uh, with my husband, so haven't had the pleasure of uh, swiping right and left. But um, you're right, though, with looking at homes and properties. I mean, you're just swiping through those pictures, and you know they 
They need to be halfway attractive, right? You need to say, ooh, they have a cute face. Let me now read the rest about their, you know, about them. (laughs) Same thing with I think we've just discovered probably a new real estate (laughs) app. We totally need to create that. That's really smart. Going back to our, you know, what type of uh, new innovation is going to be coming up? Forget about the the Uber, the self-driving Ubers. Like, we now have a new app for real yeah. estate. It's going to be AG like and a and Walter are going to create an app where you swipe left and right on homes. So. Yeah, I love it. There you go. Let's do it. Cool idea. Nice. All right, what else What else bothers you in the real estate world? Yeah, um, you know, whenever there's the listing, the MLS listing, the multiple listing services database, and we are missing just details and information. You know, there is a requirement when we put in a listing as far as requirements of fields that we must fill in in order to make the home active, Okay. But you know what, let's try a little bit harder and let's completely fill out our MLS sheet. So, you know, let's put in dimensions. Let's mention the bedroom location. You know, give as much detail and information as possible. That just it really drives me crazy, especially if we're representing a buyer and there's a listing where, you know, yes, the square footage is in there because it's a requirement, but there's no details on the other, like the rooms. So it, it's not broken down. And, you know, oftentimes we have a client who says, I must have, you know, a bedroom on the first floor, you know, and we have no way of knowing from looking at the listing where the bedrooms are even located um, in enough detail. So we end up showing our client only to walk in the door and immediately turn back around and walk out because it didn't have the features and the specifics that our client needed. And so it's also doing a disservice to your seller as well. Because we now have showings on a home, and that buyer never would have even asked to view your home if they would have known all of the the specifics and the details like I just mentioned. So let's completely fill out our MLS listings. Yeah, that's a good point. I know there were a lot of homes that we looked at in our last search that, uh, you know, the the size of the lot was really important to us. And it seemed like that would just be a pretty standard thing to be on every listing. But a lot of the times it was it was not. Um, so that was frustrating to, you know, you think yeah. you found a good home and then you can't tell exactly how big of a, of a lot it was on. And so then that kind of just made it a frustrating part of the process rather than, to me, you want to get people excited about the home. And sure. the way to do that after they get that initial excitement from the pictures is to give them all sorts of details. Cause that's at least how I was. I was exactly loving looking right. at all the angles and starting to envision how you'd walk through the home and, oh, it's, it's right here on this cul-de-sac and it looks like this and has these angles. And, you know, it's just, it's kind of funny that you wouldn't, you know, give all the detail you possibly can give on a home. I know. I mean, that's our one shot to really get your home sold, right? I mean, because we don't have the pleasure of speaking with every potential buyer that is inquiring about your home. Oftentimes we speak with none of the buyers because there's the kind of fine line barrier of speaking with their agent. So the MLS sheet is a time for us to really upsell your home give as much information as possible. And so in our MLS listings, we actually do a lot of abbreviations just so we can fit in more details to the main remarks because we are limited on our characters that we can put into there. So just more info is better. Kind of adding on to that, another thing that is a pet peeve and drives me crazy is all caps in the descriptions. (laughs) Like, do you think that screaming at people with all caps is going to get the home sold quicker? I I don't know. But let's like, you know, let's be a little bit better when it comes to grammar and let's not use all caps. Let's use some periods. Let's like spell correctly. All caps is it actually to me is like it's just annoying. It, it's busy. Two, I don't know how you feel. Two, two funny all caps stories. They're not really related to uh, real estate, but okay. I, I have an email chain with a friend who it, it started as him 
emailing me with the subject line of hello in all caps with an exclamation point. And to this day, no matter how many new emails I've created, whenever he emails me, he just responds to that original email. So I may email him something and he responds to that question from the original email with that hello subject line. Without fail. I don't know if he's doing it to just troll me or if he just has a warped sense of how to use email. That's very weird. Instead of replying back to the email that you sent, he keeps replying back to the original email. The very original email. So we have like a thousand emails that are all just him replying to hello (laughs) in all caps. You know, I don't know if it's Gmail or which one, but a lot of our emails kind of collapse, right? Yeah. So you could have a thread of like 30 emails and it collapse. And maybe he's not quite understanding like... Maybe he's doing it on his phone or whatever, but how to respond to the very last email. So he keeps responding to the first email. Could be. I think it's user error. I don't think he's doing it on purpose. Yeah. You're no. picking on a guy and he just doesn't know how to operate. His oh, I'm email. not hating. I, I think it's I think it's, <laughs> I think it's funny. It's it's a, it's no, a good spirited hating. Um, the other thing, yeah. weird fun fact: my dad writes in all caps. His handwriting is all caps. Now he will make the rest of the words smaller. So like if he were to yeah, write, yeah, I know my what you're talking name, about. You know, he'd put the W big, and then the rest of the words would be small, but they are in all caps format. Isn't that bizarre? I, well, you know, I've seen that in the past, and when I was younger, I actually, because I, tr- I thought it looked kind of cool. I tried doing it, and it didn't last. It was too much thought put into it. Um, but yeah, I, I've seen that before. I think it's kind of neat. Is it the correct way to do things? Probably not. It's different. Yeah, I like he, it. he has really cool handwriting. Um, yeah. So it, it, it is sort of like a, almost his signature trademark. But I've tried it as well, but it takes me forever to write in all caps handwritten. So. Right. Yeah. No, that, like I said, I tried and I failed. So uh, yeah. moving on, let's talk about my other pet peeves because I feel like I could go on for days. Um, <laughs> so when people, or not people, I would say real estate agents, when they lie about the value of a home. And what I mean here is, you know, some agents will go on a listing presentation and they would just tell the seller whatever they want to hear. And so they naturally will agree with the price that the seller wants for the home. And the reason why they do that is that's an opportunity for them to get another sign in the yard. You know, that's something when I go on a listing presentation, I almost overcome that objection immediately. And I tell my potential sellers that I say, you know what, my, it's my job to educate you and to give you true factual information based on comparables. We're going to go through all these numbers. But if an agent comes in here and they tell you otherwise and they give you a much higher price point, they're lying to you. And they're telling you this only to get your listing. But what's going to happen is you hire them as, their, as your agent. And, you know, in the meantime, you know, maybe a couple weeks later, months later, they don't sell your home, they're then going to come to you and ask for a price reduction, you know, but so it's important to make sure that you're really following the advice of someone who's being real with you and honest as far as pricing goes, because just because an agent shares with you the highest price point, that doesn't mean that's the best fit for you, because they're probably just hoping to get more business. That's a really good point. That's something that I would imagine the average seller just I wouldn't even think about that. But. Naive to it. So naive. Yeah. They, you know, it's like, well, who can kind of like when um, flip it around. Another great example, when a buyer is shopping rates. I actually had a conversation with a first time home buyer on the phone yesterday about this. And the first thing he says to me is I need to get, you know, my financing order. Um, what are the rates? And I said, well, I need to connect you with my lender because there's a lot of factors that will, you know, give you a certain rate. He said, well, you know what? He said, I just want the best rate. And I said, you know what, I understand that, but you need to remember that 
a lender could offer you the best rate to give you the business, but they're getting you somewhere else. Maybe your closing costs are more expensive. So same idea with you know an agent who just tells you a price that you want to hear in order to get a sign in the yard, but all they're doing is they're just getting your business. Same thing like a lender just getting your business because they're offering the lowest rate. You know, I bet there's more behind the total picture, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does make a lot of sense, Angie. And that's just why it's so important that people work with reliable real estate agents and uh, realtors who just, you know, kind of take that uh, badge of ethics to that next level and try and give you the the straight skinny on your situation and not just sort of paint the happiest picture for you. Yep, yep, exactly. I'll say beyond that, let's see, Pepe, lack of feedback. So what that means is... Whenever an agent, we have a buying agent who's showing um, a home to the potential buyer, we then send out what's called like automated feedback requests. So for example, our team, we always send out four automated requests to give feedback. And so we want to get some feedback from the showing agent. um, And it should be feedback of their opinion, also their buyer opinion. But the whole point is really to help the seller to help get their home sold. So we love to hear the pros. We love to hear the cons, you know, because any con that is given, we should take it as, you know, feedback that is given to only help us in the future. And so it's really a pet peeve of mine when agents, they just don't get the feedback at all. Like they're too busy in the day. You know, my thoughts are if you're too busy out showing homes that you can't get feedback, then you're just too busy in general. So had the courtesy of giving feedback because it really, really, really helps, you know, helps us as a listing agent because otherwise our clients are coming to us saying, well, why isn't our home selling? Well, if we don't get more than one opinion, it's tough to give some feedback to our sellers. Um, so it's, it's there to help us. It's there to help our sellers to get their homes sold. So please, agents, give some feedback. It takes not even, seriously, 10 seconds to do it. So these, of course, I feel like this conversation's kind of gone negative, has it <laughs> with with my pet peeves? No, this is mo- supposed You're to be a more of a person. That's- yeah, I was gonna. This conversation was supposed to be more of a just a, a fun kind of you know light conversation, uh, more of you know supposed to be funny too as far as pet peeves go. You're just airing um, your all, grievances. That's all. There you go. Sorry guys, you just had to hear all of that. I promise you I'm a really positive person. But, you know, the whole point of this is we do things differently as far as, you know, a real estate team and firm. You know, when it comes to like I mentioned one of my pet peeves is photography. We take professional photos. You know, when I mention lack of feedback, my agents are wonderful about giving feedback on showings. When I mention, you know, the MLS data where, you know, oftentimes there's just no information in the MLS listing. You know, our company, we make sure that we completely fill out our MLS sheets and we really upsell a home because, you know, that's our job. You know, we are offering a service to our sellers and it needs to be top notch. And, you know, when we come out for a listing presentation at that time, you know, we will go through our whole marketing plan. We share with you the comparables in a net proceeds sheet, which will go back to an agent just telling you a dollar amount that you want to hear. You know what? We have the data and the information to share with you to show you why we should list your home where we suggest and what you can expect from the listing. Also, we share the net proceeds sheet so you truly see the bottom number, the bottom line. You know, and so a lot of these pet peeves are, you know, 
reasons why we do things the way we do because it drives me crazy that not all agents act the way that we do. And I know that we have an amazing and a positive experience that we um, you know, offer to all of our clients, whether it be buyers or sellers. So um, anyways, if you are thinking about selling in our market and you want to get the process started, you know, you don't know where to start. Maybe you don't understand the process, how things work in North Carolina. You know, we would love to meet with you for a listing presentation. And at the time of listing presentation, like I mentioned, we would do a walkthrough. We would tell you about ourselves, about our team setup, go through our whole marketing plan and share with you comparables and a net proceeds sheet. But a lot of sellers, they want to get started and they just want to understand what is their home worth, right? And so we would love to share um, a feature um, that we have and we can share it with you. And so if you're thinking about selling your home, a great way to get started is by knowing what your home is worth in today's market. So you can do that from your smartphone. So just text the word listing to the phone number 555-888. And from there, we are going to send you a link. Make sure that you click the link, you input your address, and from there, we can give you an idea of what your home is worth in today's market. So once again, just on your smartphone, you can text the word listing to the phone number 555-888 to get an idea of what your home is worth in 2019. That's all you have to do. Text the word listing to 555-888. Again, text the word listing to the number 555-888. We'll text you right back with the link that you click on and put in your info. Only takes about 20 seconds or so to do all this, and you can find out that potential home value. Great starting point if you're looking to sell a home here in the Triangle. Just pick up the phone and text the word listing to the number 555-888. More coming up on today's show here on the Savvy Realtor with Angie Cole. Stay tuned. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. Stan says, I'm currently looking at a home that's just over the city limits. Are there any advantages or disadvantages to be aware of when living outside the city limits? Yeah, Stan. So um, I would say your advantages would be, um, I guess the most important thing would be less taxes that you'd pay. So remember when you're living outside of the city limits, you only are required to pay county taxes. So typically it might be around like, you know, 0.6, you know, but when it comes to city taxes, it could be doubled. So you're going to save money there on a yearly basis. Also, I would say the advantages would be you more than likely would have less HOA restrictions. So oftentimes when we start going deeper into the country outside of the city, I I find that the restrictions are lessened. So, you know, if you are one of those owners or a, you know, potential owner that maybe you want to have an RV that would stay on your property, maybe you want to have chickens, you know, you more than likely will probably need to go and stay more in the county versus being in the city so that you are allowed to do those type of things. On the flip side, you know, when you're living in the county versus the city, you then have to worry about maybe your neighbors who potentially don't keep their home and their lawn up like you would prefer for them to do. Because if the HOA is not as strict in your neighborhood, you know, there's not going to be those rules and regulations that are keeping your next door neighbor from maybe doing things that you would prefer for them not to do. So it's kind of a give and take, you know, Um, but I tend to find that many people, they like to go just a little bit further out and get outside of the city limits so that they do have a little bit more freedom and they're also paying less in their taxes. Yeah, lots of uh, benefits that come along with that. And, uh, you know, a few things that then you'll be 
if you're a county person, you're going to be, you know, relying on your own to do a couple of things, you know, maybe like sewer and, and water and those kinds of things. You might have to line up yourself. Sure. I, I, know, I know something that caught us by surprise, Angie, when we moved to, uh, to, to Raleigh from Durham and uh, we're in the county now and not in the city was all of a sudden they our, our trash cans disappeared. <laughs> right. You're like, what do I do? Where do I put my trash? Yeah. We're like, wait, where, who, who took our yeah. trash cans? We thought they were stolen at first. And uh, uh, Did you really? Yeah, we did. And then we, we figured out, I mean, we didn't really think they were stolen because like who steals a trash can, but. Sure. Um, but you were still just kind of at loss. Like, okay, where yep. do I, you know, I need to put my trash somewhere. Where are my bins? Let me go, you know, find these. But yeah, you need to get either what a private service or take it to the dumpster. Exactly. Right? Luckily, the good yeah. good old Google was able to uh, help remedy that situation quickly. There you and, go. Google fixes everything. Yeah, find that we had to you had to line up your own trash pickup and and pay sure pay do. that bill rather than it just being in your taxes. So you yeah. know, there's some little yeah. nuances there to get used to, but. Overall, it seems like a lot of the, depending on what you're looking for, the benefits could be great of living in the county, or they may just sort of even out county versus city. So, sure. Depends on your situation, Stan. Like you said, you're looking to park an, an RV or a boat in the front yard. Well, you may have, you know, no problem doing that in the county. So, that's great. You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. Listen to past podcast episodes on the website, read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919-578-3128. 